Welcome to the Leadership in Yoga podcast hosted by me, Shauna Kruger. And on this podcast, I'll be bringing you interviews with exceptional leaders in the yoga world alongside trainings and tips so you can experience true breakthroughs and help others do the same. All right, welcome into Leadership in Yoga to today's episode number three, Who is Good Enough to Lead You? Who is your leader? Do you have a leader? Should you have a leader? Do you need a leader? There's so many questions. So whether you're someone who's looking for mentorship or to be led in general, but feeling uninspired everywhere you look and just wondering like everyone has a mentor and everyone has a coach and everyone has someone they look up to, why not me? Or maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum and you're taking advice from literally everyone. So if you're on either of those or just somewhere in the struggle bus in the middle of those two spectrums, you're in the right place. Thanks for being here today. I tend to find that nowadays it's pretty common for us to be taking advice from 100 different people because we have all these influencers, we have all these anonymous online articles that are probably secretly sponsored, or we have forums like reddit and we're taking advice from people on reddit no please not the strangers on reddit if you do any of these um that's one to probably put a red flag by but either way we end up either just shutting everyone out and thinking okay i can do this on my own like enough of the noise i don't want to hear from any of you or you try to do it all and you end up feeling like a failure or feeling like you can't stick with anything or feeling like none of it works. And this is like a really big problem because leadership is super important. It's really important in our overall life because it essentially helps us condense the amount of time it takes to get from point A to point B. So instead of just going along our own path and trying to reinvent the wheel and figure it all out on our own, It is so helpful to have inspiration, accountability, and advice from the right people, hence the good enough in quotations in the title. So before we start, um, we're going to actually just jump into a grounding exercise as per usual. And the the grounding exercise we're going to do today is a bit of breath work. So I call it the coherent breath. It's the 5-5 breath. And what you're going to do is essentially extend your inhale and your exhale for five seconds each. And the reason why we're doing this is because as we go about our daily life, we tend to exist in this state of light hyperventilation. So we're actually over breathing a little bit. And what that does is in turn put us in a light state of anxiety. Nice, right? So what we're going to do is begin to consciously reverse that pattern a little bit. Something to keep in mind, this isn't going to be the deepest breath in that you've ever taken. The idea is to simply slow down the breath in order to extend it over the five second period. So this is something that you can do even if you're walking, you can give it a try. Begin to breathe through your nose if you're able to do so. And with your next exhale, breathe out all of your air. We'll inhale through your nose for five. One, two, three, four, five. Exhaling five, four, 
three, two, one. Inhale, filling up, spreading the breath. Three, four, five. Exhaling, five, four, three, two, one. Inhaling smoothly, two, three, four, five. Exhaling, five, four, three, two, one. Inhale, one, two, three, four, five. And hold your breath at the top, two, three, four, five. Exhaling, five, four, three, two, one. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Hold, two, three, four, five. And exhaling, five, four, three, two, one. All right, allow your breath to return to its natural pattern. And just take another moment here, one breath, maybe a little sigh of relief, a little shake out through your body, and hopefully you're in a state that's a little bit more open and a little bit more parasympathetic, a little bit more chilled down. So as the title of this podcast implies, we are gathered here today to determine what makes a good leader and one that's good enough for you. So let's just start with a good leader in general. Think about it for a moment. What is a good leader? In your opinion, think about it for a moment. If you want to think about it even more and dive deeper, you can check out podcast number one because we really dive into getting you to think about what good leadership is. But I'm just going to go ahead and offer up my definition that I've been holding on to for past couple years or so. And that is that a good leader is someone who takes more accountability than anyone else and i think the best way for me to demonstrate what this means is to actually talk about my boss at the law firm where i was working last before going full-time into the yoga world because he would always take accountability for anything that he could so even if it was really me who had misunderstood something or kind of dropped the ball on a certain task or done it incorrectly or something of that nature, he never came at me blaming. It was more of, hey, you know, this is my bad. I didn't realize that you weren't clear on this or I didn't set this expectation correctly, but this is what we really need. And so I know that this sucks or isn't fun to redo it, but what do you need to be able to get this done today? Or like, do you need any support on it? Or how can we make this work? And so it really created this culture where blaming actually would have been embarrassing. Like none of us would really want to blame someone. It was actually more of people jumping in and saying, hey, that was my bad. And people actually following suit and taking accountability for things as well, which is something that I had never, ever experienced before in a workplace and was extremely refreshing because, of course, then my response is not defensive at all. It's actually one of wanting to help and wanting to do anything I can to 
to make sure that we're successful as a team. So that's my definition, take it or leave it. There's tons of different leadership styles out there and I really encourage you to get specific and think about what it is that works for you. But another thing that you wanna think about when accepting someone as a leader or looking up to someone or taking advice from them in general is that you definitely wanna make sure that it's someone who's leading you in the direction you want to go. And in fact, I would suggest that you only take advice from two types of people. Those two types of people are number one, those people who are who you want to be. They have what you want. They um, are embodying what it is that you desire to also embody. And number two is take advice from the people you care about serving. So escape that people-pleasing trait of trying to cater to absolutely everyone and make sure that you're listening to feedback from people who have a right to give you feedback and no one else. There's actually this really incredible quote that is the basis of an entire Brene Brown book called Daring Greatly. You might be familiar with it. And the original quote is from Theodore Roosevelt. And I want to read it to you because I think it really illustrates this point. So Listen here and and notice what comes up for you as you're hearing this. It says, The credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself or herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he or she fails, at least fails while daring greatly. And so if you are putting yourself on the line, no one on the sidelines can tell you anything Those who have not been through it or who are not able to guide you through it are not allowed to have influence over you. It's as simple as that and extremely not simple to actually live by. But remember in general, when we're talking about teachers and leaders, in your life, their role is never the final destination. So you never need to get so caught up in what these leaders or teachers think of you they're not actually the point you don't need a guru you need people doing things that you want to do from who you can learn from it's really that simple you can think of it like this i mean the teachings or the teacher is the boat on which you can get to the far shore so don't mistake the boat for the far shore itself And that goes for everything, you know, even the physical practice of yoga. You don't need to get up and get all caught up in this showboating and trying to have the leader absolutely love you or trying to have the leader with the most followers and the most power, the most influence. Think instead about which leader will have the most power in your life in terms of um, your ability to make progress and see the changes that you truly want to see. So teachers and leaders, you know, they're not going to show up in in uniform or in costume and they might not be the ones with the most followers or the ones that are 
the most ideal on page and they're probably not going to be wearing mala beads or a suit or definitely not sitting in a meadow with butterflies around them and giant signs from the universe pointing like he's the chosen one or she's the chosen one (laughs) our leaders they live in the real world chaos they have their ups and downs and imperfections they will disappoint you and so pay attention here if you feel like you fall more on the spectrum of skeptical of all of your leaders you feel like you get really excited about someone's teachings and then you get closer to them and learn from them and you feel like you don't like them or you feel like they they are um, deceiving you or they're disappointing you in some way let me tell you that they are not going to meet your your expectations in fact every single one of the people that i looked up to this year and still do look up to has disappointed me every single one but It's not in spite of their imperfections that they are good enough to lead me, but because of their particular imperfections that they are good enough to lead me. And so think about that statement. And if you can really believe that and and understand that, think now about how that makes you feel if other people are thinking of you the same way. You know, who in turn could you be leading and providing value for? It's a giant ripple effect. This whole thing is interconnected. So what you know, opportunities are you maybe discounting yourself for that you shouldn't be? Because when a leader disappoints us, what you'll really find your res- is that you, it's your response or your reaction to whatever they've done that's disappointing to you. It's not necessarily just about their errors because their errors are where the real lessons come in. In my case, for example, I was not as disappointed by the fact that a teacher I trusted gave me a, an, an adjustment in my physical yoga practice that left me not being able to practice yoga, run or jump, or even just walk normal for a month. I am most disappointed when I look back on that by the fact that I didn't say anything And that I wanted to look cool and my ego didn't want me to look like a baby. (laughs) My ego is what injured me more than anything else because it was what could have prevented it. It was like, if I can explain it to you in the moment, you know, I was, let's say, carrying like a cardboard box up the stairs and it was way too heavy and I knew the bottom was going to rip out, but I didn't, for whatever reason, want to stop and set the box down and say, you know what, I can't do it right now. I need to fix it or I need to, I need help with this, right? I just tried to make it to the top and not say anything. And that was absolutely the wrong decision. But now I know, and now I can pass that on to my students. How about when a leader talks bad about other people? You know, what did you say to them? In my experience, you know, I've had leaders that I really, really trusted talk poorly about other students. And yet, even in my moment of disgust or disappointment, what did I do? Did I say something? No, I just kind of nodded and said, oh, yeah, uh huh, and agreed. And so, what is that teaching me? You know, what it's teaching me is that that feeling afterwards of frustration was really at my reaction. And it was really there that I had an opportunity to grow, especially in front of someone that you care what they think about you. 
How about a leader that promises you something and then they never follow through? They just kind of drop off the face of the earth anytime that you think you're going to get something of value from them. Do you follow up? Does your leader know how much it means to you? Have you shared that with them? Have you been vulnerable and honest about what it makes you feel? Because what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And what you're looking for, you're going to find because that's what you're focused on. And all of these happened to me this year. I experienced all of these above circumstances and more and really beautiful moments as well. Not to focus in on the negative here, but I think it's important to make the point of that even when you think someone else is leading you, you're really still leading yourself. And the more effectively you can lead yourself, the more effective your time being led will be. So yeah, will I continue to work with the person that, you know, led to this circumstance where I became severely injured? I don't think I'm going to prioritize it, to be honest. You know, did I learn things of value from them previously? Yes. And through this experience, absolutely. It's had a massive place, but it's also very important to be proactive and realize that you can choose who is leading you. It doesn't need to be the person who on paper should be the person that you're looking up to. So my experience for a couple years was that I really felt like I was lacking that deep, high-level mentorship or coaching. Like I had various people that I looked up to, but I never really felt like I had someone that was 100% where I wanted to be, who I trusted, and who could also hold me accountable. So I want to share my experience saying yes to a coach that is an experience that's been very near and dear to my heart and I think when it comes to investing in yourself you get to this point where you just feel like you know what whether it's a good lesson or a good investment either way I am here for it I'm I'm along for the ride and so with my current coach um we actually started working together over two years after the first time that I heard him speak. It was at some form of a um, like leadership and foreign policy event or, or something of that nature. I don't remember the exact name. But I remember I was actually only just going to half listen to the event. I was actually on vacation at the time and I was on the, this beautiful dock in Orcas Island. And the minute that he came on and started speaking to all of us, I immediately started scrambling. I was like, oh my gosh, like I need pen, I need paper. Like this guy's incredible. Like I got to get, I've got to write this all down. And essentially that planted the seed for everything that I'm doing today because I thought, man, I would love, absolutely love if I could spend my life making people feel as inspired and motivated and like they have a path forward as he made me feel in that hour that I listened to him. So after that talk, I decided to email him and just see if I could connect with him and just let him know how impactful it had had been for me. And we ended up getting on a phone call and just chatting and checking in, you know, every month or so. And a, a, 
what was really happening that I didn't understand at the time is that he already was coaching me. And, you know, he would challenge me to do things like if I said, hey, how do I learn to speak as, as well as you speak? He'd say, well, do you record yourself speaking? No. Um, do you post yourself speaking then? Obviously, no. Uh, then do that. Speak on Instagram stories. And I remember I was so freaking terrified. But it's that act of being thrown in the deep end with an idea that's actually going to get you somewhere that is incredibly magical. And so when I had been asking for mentorship and practically begging and begging the universe for it, I mean, I'd write about it. I would put representation of mentorship in, in a coach and a leader for myself on my dream board and I was seeking it out and then one day I realized it was literally already there it was right in front of my face and while I was hoping for it I was only able to see the lack of it and therefore was essentially blind to its presence so my little challenge for you is as a little thought experiment is to think about who's already adding value to your life and you might have even underestimated the impact that this value has had on your life. You know, why are you doing what you're doing today? Why do you believe what you believe today? If you're feeling a lack of inspiration, who might you have shut down or ignored that you could actually learn from? And so you might be asking, okay, this is all interesting, but what does this have to do with yoga? And that's a fair question, by the way. I'm going to take us back to a boat metaphor. So when we look at the yogic principles on being present and on meditation, and so for those of you who are not yoga instructors and maybe a little bit newer to yoga, there are actually eight limbs of yoga and up near the top, because <laughs> you know the, the eighth limb is technically samadhi, which is enlightenment, but there's a lot of incredible things that happen along the way. One of them being deep states of meditation. And how do we live then in a meditative state when we're in the quote unquote real world? Well, we are able to live by not forcing or by existing in as close to a flow state as we are able to do. And so if you want to think of life as like this stream of water and you have your boat and a lot of times what we feel tempted to do is we look across and we see a better stream and you're, not, you're like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to force my way to shore it. I'm just going to heave my boat and carry my boat across land and drag it into this better stream and then everything is going to be incredible. So that action is like the equivalent of forcing yourself to connect with someone or to do something who, you know, might seem like the perfect fit but like it's it's just not working. Like it's it's not happening. And if it is going to happen, it's definitely not going to be natural or ease full and it's not going to bring exactly what it is you're looking for so instead of doing that if we can go then with the stream and again not trying to go up and against the current or go backwards or instead of doing any of those type of forceful behaviors 
It's more like trusting yourself to steer as you're going down the river and understanding that there's going to be inevitably forks in the river up ahead. And the more present you can be with your path, hence why we practice meditation to cultivate that, the better you will be able to see, to make decisions, and to execute on them. So trust yourself. Trust in the flow of events and know that as opportunities come up, you're on the lookout and you're absolutely going to see them and take advantage of them. So I will circle all the way back around to where we started and ask you this question. Who is good enough to be your leader? Who can you learn from? Who should you learn from? And when you look through the lens of principles... You might have noticed that's probably not based on status, but a lot more based on how they make you feel. Maybe that's inspired, uplifted, unstoppable, uncomfortable. And I know that might sound like, oh, uncomfortable. I don't want to be uncomfortable, but it's uncomfortable in the way that they see so much in you that they aren't afraid to put you in the deep end because they know just how big you should be playing. So let yourself be coachable. Let yourself learn from the people who bring you the most value. If you don't have someone, hire someone. You know, Olympic athletes at the very top of their professional game have coaches. And January New Year's resolution gym goers don't. And yet they believe that they can get fit on their own. And we know how that goes, unfortunately. So an exercise you can do right now to start working on this is get really specific about the attributes that you want in a leader or in a coach. You know, is it someone who specializes in what you specialize in? Or is it someone who is entirely different because you've been feeling like what you're doing right now is just not at all a match? Get really clear on what you're looking for and what's important to you. And the most key part of this is stay open to everyone who presents themselves. Don't get closed-minded, I guess I could say, closed-minded in looking in only a, a particular place where you think that a leader should appear because leaders are literally everywhere. It's your choice and your duty to get super clear on what you do and don't want. And then after that, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Trust. You know, when you're ready, when you're truly ready, something's going to pop up. And I know this, I've seen it for other people, but I've really been blessed this year with just really being pushed to dream bigger and for being held accountable, for being thrown into the life-changing deep end. And, you know, when you have to jump, you suddenly feel very unstuck. (laughs) That'll unstick you. And I think personally feeling inspired and not stuck is the best feeling in the world. You know, for yourself, for those around you, conversing with you and your career and the value that you ultimately bring to this world. So if by chance you are on the hunt for a coach or do decide that you are looking for 
that form of leadership in your life, I would like to offer you a little something. It is my signature one-on-one coaching program, Self-Leadership in Yoga. And so if you're wondering what self-leadership is, it's essentially learning that while you're not always in control, you are always in charge. It's being able to influence yourself more than anyone else influences you. It's being able to experience the magic that you're looking for. And it's being able and inspired to choose your highest potential. It's being able to live as the highest version of yourself. It's asking yourself the right questions. It's trusting that deep, deep down, even when you say that you don't know, you do know. It's trusting yourself enough to know that you don't have to live in survival mode. It's trusting that when you say something, it happens. It happens. So if any of that resonates with you or you're curious to hear more, you can check out my website, shaunacrew.com, or just go ahead and send me a DM with self-leadership or just say hi and we can chat more and see if it's something that would be a fit for us to work together. All right, that is all that I have for you today. All the love and all the power. Until next time, ciao, ciao.